All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Shut Up and Invest. Coming live from Miami. Jay Money in the house. What's up, boss? What is going on, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Up here just trying to knock out some more episodes to get the people what they want. It's been a while since we recorded. It has been. You know, you were in Colombia. You know, the holidays. Chilling. <laughs> you know, holidays came. We were just supposed to do a break. show while I was over there. We were. We were going to do our little Zoom show, but... uh. Kevin couldn't get off the beach. <laughs> so crazy. everything's good though, man. How's it been going? Business good. going good? Business is going great. Thank God we jumped off 2020 with deals in the pipeline. and uh, That's always good. We closed the deal in the beginning we of 2020. We closed the three unit, the longest deal that we had, <laughs> had yeah. in our life. We'll talk about out. that deal on, the, on here. Yep. We closed We're going to do deal. an update show on some of the deals that we've talked about. If you guys have been listening to the show, we've told you about different deals that we... We were doing some of them have closed, some of them are still in process, and yeah. uh, and then we got more coming up actually that we just met this Definitely. week. Um, yeah. Other than that, man, what's up? How's the fam? How's business on your end? The family is good, man. You know, it's uh, basketball season, so my son stops football, goes right to basketball. I mean, you have your your the whole basketball squad is your kids, right? You got enough. I got to- five, <laughs> 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 but we got that uh, gymnastics season officially starts. So my daughter has a meet in Vegas next nice. weekend, and she's her goal is the Olympics. No, her goal is college. Her goal yeah, is her goal making is college. the college. She's not even. There's two kind of tracks. There's the Olympic track and the college track. So. Her goal is college. She wants to be able to go to college, get college paid for. You know, she wants to go to like US, UCLA. That's where she wants to go. So yeah, we'll see. Right but um, she's in a, she moved up another level. So she's in Vegas next week. My wife and my daughter. My son's got basketball games three times a week. The other daughters, dance, arts. It's, it's crazy. And in between all that, you're doing deals. I'm doing deals every day. <laughs> I got to pay for all that stuff, you know, somehow. <laughs> Doing deals. So we'll talk about that too. I told you I kind of, my, my my mindset and strategies changed a little bit too as far as the wholesaling and holding. And this year, my goal is a little bit different too. So Yeah. Well, this is an update show. So why don't you yeah. update us on the 2020 we'll update vision? that, man. So, I mean, this year, honestly, it's, you know, it's always been about cash flow and residual income. But, you know, this year for real, it's all about holding on to these notes. You know, I do a lot of seller financing, buying and selling. And um, we're really on a mission just to be able to create, you know, I'm trying to create within four to five years a certain number of cash flow per month, you know, from notes or rentals. Because, again, you got to do both or you're, you got to have, you got to have like a, a mixed portfolio of notes and the rentals for tax purposes, especially, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but so a lot of these things now I'm looking at more like, you know, what from the down payments from these notes, I'll pay myself with that, me and my partners, and then. We're going to hold on to everything and pretty much try to pay them off in two to five years and have, you know, have them on 15 and 20 year terms and hopefully get that residual income for the rest of my life. So, so for the people that don't know what the notes are, and if you haven't heard some of our previous uh, episodes, that's basically where we are the bank. So we're basically acquiring these properties at a discount and then turning around and selling it to usually other investors Definitely. And then we are the bank. So the people, the note is the actual document that gets recorded that makes you the bank. You don't necessarily have to be Wells Fargo or Chase to be able to. No, you can be the bank of Austin, the bank of a you know, like literally you can be your own bank and collect principal and interest just like Chase and Wells Fargo does. And 
that's the game, you know. Right. Principal and interest checks are the game. So when you're holding notes, you're the bank, they're paying you the mortgage payments. But if something breaks in the house, it's not it's your them. problem. That's on them. They're the owners of the house. Exactly. You're just the... the we're just financing the property. You're just the bank. Them. Yep. And then when you're talking about rentals, then that is where you are the owner. You're renting it to somebody. Definitely. And then the when the toilet breaks, they, they call do you. call you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's pros and cons. I mean, I really don't see any cons with holding a note. You know, I guess the, the number one con is that note does get paid off one day and it comes off of your books. Whereas that rental property, you can truly hold on to it and never have to you know, worry about it coming off your books. You know, but my game is if you keep adding these seller finance deals to your portfolio, it's like having rentals. You know, if you're doing them on 15 year, 20 year terms, you just keep adding them. You know, you're just adding up down the line, you know, but that right. monthly principal interest is more of a fixed number that you know you're going to Right. I get. think on your end, there's a hybrid of both passive investor and active investor because you got to be active in creating the opportunities to have the properties to write seller financing notes and mm-hmm. and and have that cash flow. But you, you do the work once and depending on how you write up the note or the mortgage agreement and terms, it's anywhere between 7, 10, 15, 20 years that you're going to be receiving unless they pay unless you off. They pay you off. Which, which you just... Yeah, which that's that's an update right there. So one of the deals that we did, we actually did this deal in, in uh, December. Um, we got a deal on a contract. We picked it up for uh, $22,000, $22, right? This lady sold us two properties and we paid cash for both of them for $22,000. Like always, I looked at which way to ha- analyze this deal. We said, let's go find a seller financing buyer. So I went and found a buyer who's going to pay $45,000 with $8,000 down on a land contract in Michigan to us. And then, you know, our thought was to wholesale the note. You know, I've talked a lot about how we wholesale that note to a note buyer. Um, and I had it got lined up. And But the buyer ended up telling me that they were, their plan was to pay the house off in one to two years. So when they told me that, you know, why would I sell that note buyer, that $45,000 note? I'll just hold on to it and get the payoff in one to two years. So we got some private financing to buy it. And their first payment actually was to be February 1st. They called me today. They said they're, they're going to be paying it off next week in full. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we would have held on to it and been happy, but it's also cool to get that ref- that payoff and you got a quick $25,000, you know, check after 30 days um, on a deal that honestly, I couldn't have wholesale it for 45000 The 45000 was only because I sold on started financing, right. right? And they came into some lump money from a deal that they didn't know was going to happen fast enough and it happened and they just paid us off. Right now they want two more, you know. Right, so hopefully those will turn into some longer term, yeah, deals. Now, if you own the property, you buy it. That's an active as well, correct? Investor, where you got to find the deal, buy it, potentially fix it up, get it rented, and technically it could be passive if everything goes well. (laughs) But if that property starts to give you a lot of headaches and things need to break and whatnot then you could be pretty yeah. active in it. And I think one of the things is, like you can say, hey, I got this amount of cash flow per month in a rental, but, you know, one one AC going out might set you back, what, 4,500 to six grand. That can be your whole year of cash flow right there, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas when you hold the note, right, any kind of repairs is on that homeowner. So whatever your principal interest is set at, as long as they're making payments on time and they're a good homeowner, you know, you know you're getting that per month and your your bottom line is is way more fixed, right? Right. So and and in general, you'll probably hear whether you're 
being the lender on the deal and being the bank and creating an, a mortgage note um, or you're being a landlord. A lot of people will just off the jump say it's passive income. And in general, in the categories, it is. The reason why I'm kind of pointing out the hybrid yeah. side of what it's, it still requires. <laughs> it still requires activity. Now, I have a lot of investors that work with me and, if, and obviously through the deals that we talk about here and even these deals that Jory's talking about, if any one of you guys are listening and you got a couple bucks in your savings account and you want to partner with us, being that we're a licensed lender, everything is done. We're always in first position. We protect your money and we'll talk more about that at a later show. And we can talk about that over the phone if you guys want to get in contact with us. We we make it easy for them where they literally just wire the money at closing to be the bank and then our us as a lender do all the servicing, do all the, servicing, do all the paperwork, yep. handle everything to try to make it as passive as possible. Even if, God forbid, they stop paying and they go into foreclosure, we handle all that mm. for our investors that put up the money. So for those of you that want to get into real estate and and do not want the phone calls, which I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of like your thing. You're not a big fan of getting landlord phone calls. No, I'm not at all. And then remember, I live in Miami, but all these homes are not in Miami. They're in Michigan and Pennsylvania, right? So, you know, you can invest out of state. And to me, the easiest way is to hold the note instead of holding the property. Because yes, there are property management companies, but that's a whole nother you know, ballpark of finding them and how those fees are up. So yeah, Letting my thing trusting. is, my thing is I would rather not get that phone call, you know? Um, and I just think, and believe me, I have rentals. So I do both. It's, it's a mix of both. Um, That's a question that I wanted to ask. So some people might be listening and they're curious what makes you keep them and what makes you say, no, you know what? I'm going to sell this and be a, and do seller financing and do the note. What's kind of your I have a test really of good, time? I have a really good rule right now. Um, and it's simple as I want to hold as rentals, multifamilies, and I want to sell and sell financing, single families. Mm. That's literally right now is what my thing is. Now, I'm not going to hold every multifamily because some multifamilies are just saying like, oh, this is a headache property. I don't really want this one. But the well, majority, we were going to do one together and then we, we decided to go ahead and just sell it and do the private financing. Do the private financing, on. yeah. So what was the determining factor? Because basically, I just followed your lead because you know the area. That one was... You were handling it. I was like, we want to yeah. keep it? Let's keep it. <laughs> you want to not keep it and just do a loan on it? Cool, I'm do cool with that That too. one was, when I got back some information from the, the code department and the rehab and contractors, it was going to be a way, way bigger job. For me and you were going to hold it, but for us being here and having to have someone else there handle all the rehab, to me, it was just like, ha, ah, you know, this is going to be a very, very time-consuming job. And I just closed on a partner on my part, you know, one of my partners in that three unit that he's doing. And he kind of helps do some of the work that we're doing. So he's going to be tied up on that. You know, that's it's, sometimes you just have too many jobs going on. <laughs> like, you know, we'll get into that's that why in a minute. I was like, listen, <laughs> I'm not going to handle any of that, bro. So if you're going to handle it and I don't got to worry about you know, it, then so cool. Sometimes you have too many jobs going on. So that one was like, well, let's do the private financing. But the number one rule for me is I don't want to hold for rentals a bunch of single family homes. I just don't want to. So I'll sell them a set of financing all day long. You know, if it's a multifamily, that's we can go in there. You know, we both have the same kind of model or theory as far as if we're going to hold a multifamily, 
Do all the work up front right now, right? Like I, people need to hear that. Don't go in here and do it halfway. Change do the AC, it, and then it becomes a passive investment because you know why you're not having to fix the roof and, and all this stuff for a few years, right? Yeah. When you just put it together with pieces, that thing's gonna be calling you <laughs> a Every long year. time. You know, do it the right way. Buy at the right price. You know, come to Kevin, get a get a loan with some rehab draws. I mean, if you can't, because you literally just have enough money to buy it, paint it, clean it up, and maybe do one or two things. But you know, little by little, you're going to be able to change the AC and you're going to be able to do this. And you have a two-year, three-year, one-and-a-half-year, five-year plan. Hey, we're not knocking yeah, no, that no, strategy. I've done that. Yeah, I've d- believe me, I've done it. I've done that last year. <laughs> it's better than nothing. <laughs> it is. But if we're talking about ideal investing situations, if you have the ability to do the full renovation up front, do it so up front. then you can set it and forget it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you're going to get higher rents. You're going to get higher rents, right? So the, the rents are the term off that property. I know a lot of people want to skimp on that rehab, but if you put that extra 10, 15 grand in there, you're going to get a higher return on that property, right? Plus, you know, the appraisal is going to be appraised more. It's just, And then it becomes more of a passive because, you know, multifamily rental properties require some reserves, you know, that you need to hold some reserves because there are going to be repairs, you know, whereas I've just kind of switched my mindset thinking like, you know what? People always think that real estate note is like something so difficult and hard to do. But honestly... It might be. I, I listened to a podcast. This lady Donna Bauer. I don't know if you know her. She's like the she's like the the real estate note queen, right? And she kind of put it away. Like, why wouldn't you do a real estate note first if you have the money? You get into it. You don't have to worry about any of that maintenance or anything, and you have the note. It's just knowing the little pieces of how to do it, which we've talked about a lot in here, which we will keep breaking down. You know, if you guys want to know how to invest in notes or how to create a note, you know, let us know because we do it all the time. You know. Um, but it actually is an easier way to get into the game. <laughs> the yeah, more I think about it. I agree 100%. So, but yeah, that's been kind of my mindset is, you know, I'm trying to hold a lot more, trying to create a residual income. Um, so these wholesalers are getting at great prices. If we can somehow leverage them and start our financing, you know, pay us for salary from the down payments. And believe me, down payments, get eat, they get eaten up too. <laughs> it's not like you get a five grand down payment. You got to pay closing fees and stuff. You know, if you're doing the right way with that too. But, you know, it's a way to be able to hold a lot more of these. And I'll wholesale a few here and there, but, you know, the wholesale game is is a very active investor game, high tax game. I'm just trying to, you know, create that long-term income more. So Yeah, I like it. I like it. There's a deal that we're looking to do right now. There is a deal. There's a deal we're looking to do in a, close to Harrisburg, PA, that pretty much we got it tied up for 55 grand. It's a three-unit. We got it tied up for 55 grand. I found a buyer who wants to pay ninety thousand for it. I think it's worth one thirty, right? It's worth like one thirty. Yep. The guy who wants to buy is a contractor, licensed contractor. So I mean, it needs work, but he's a licensed contractor, so he'll be able to get into it for a pretty good, you know, rehab cost. And we're gonna do the note for that. Yeah, and then one of our investors is actually gonna buy that note at seventy. Yeah. So what happens? I already I got the property locked up under contract. I found this end buyer. You right. got it locked up at fifty five. At fifty five wholesale price. Right. I found an in buyer for ninety thousand, and then he's paying seventy five hundred down, so it's like uh, eighty two and change. And change, and then one of Kevin's investors is going to buy that note at eighty percent of that loan balance. Right. So that my investor is happy because he'll only really pay seventy, but right off the jump, the payoff is going to be eighty two thousand five hundred mm-hmm. plus. 
12% return on that money. And if the guy turns around like what you just had and decides to pay it off in a month or two or six months, mm-hmm. he'll make $82,500 because that's what the note the is notes for. Right now, so yeah. the mortgage is for $82,500. We're obviously selling it to him at a discount because our acquisition price is a lot cheaper. A lot cheaper. Yeah. So no matter what, we win and they win because they're getting already yeah, they're buying a, a note. Nice they're getting a note return. valued at eighty two five at ten percent interest. Remember that they're paying ten percent interest at eighty two five, and your note buyer is buying it for seventy. So his spread—I don't know what the exact number is—but his yield is going to be around 12 percent. Correct. That he makes on his money. Right, and if that confuses you a little bit, like I said, let's once again jump on a call, hit us up on the DM, go to shutupandinvest.com. But Definitely. bottom line is very simple: we got it at a real discount. We found someone that's willing to buy it. We offer them financing terms the same way you would lease a car or buy a car. And then we found someone else who wants to be the bank and we sold it to them at a discount. So that's just another way of being able to do deals. It is. Another tool in your toolbox. Yeah. So that deals in the works in the pipeline as we speak. Yep. So we get that deal going on. And then uh, you had a couple of deals that you were working on. That, uh, yeah, man, I'm living city life right now. Some updates, huh? I was in some real <laughs> construction right now. <laughs> See, I don't like construction. <laughs> I I'm sell in city as life is. right now. <laughs> so what's going on with those? Uh, that, you got the, the Airbnb. Airbnb one that we did the episode with. Yep, that, check that episode out if you guys didn't hear it. Yeah. Uh, Kevin's Airbnb. Uh, you're not going to hear the same excitement <laughs> that I had on that episode, but it, you. This is the life we chose. This is the life we chose. <laughs> and I'm always like, I don't want to do renovations. I actually enjoy renovations. Don't don't get me wrong. No, you do enjoy a lot I more. I like taking something that does not look good and getting creative and then making it look really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily enjoy the process of dealing with the city. Mm-hmm. I got two projects right now that I'm dealing with the city, but one of them is the Airbnb one, the latest one that we were talking about. This was right by the beach. This is in Hollywood. Yeah, and we were cleaning it out and doing basic demo, even though you need to get a permit for demo or major demo. Um, if you ask them, any type of demo, but I like to say major yeah. and light demo. But they saw us doing light demo. The tenants, when they moved out, they weren't happy and they literally threw trash all outside in the neighborhood. We literally, within 24 hours, once we got the keys to the property and went over there, handled it, mm-hmm. but it was already it was too, too late. late. Yeah. They had, one of the neighbors had called and the city had come by and slapped a notice on there saying we had X amount of time mm-hmm. to be able to do it. And it that started like putting... Pressure on you, right? The eyes yeah. on the property. That, yeah. Yeah. So I'm leaving a Columbia yeah. during this time and I... Leave my guys there and my brother who I partnered on this deal with because it's a perfect Airbnb deal and he wants cash flow and we're going to start building out the portfolios for for the little family brother situation. Mm-hmm. My other brother's buying another duplex not that far Which from there. Which brother was this in Hollywood? This is the, the one Hollywood here. Airbnb one is my youngest brother. Yeah, the one that lives out in Cali. The one that lives in California. We got him a Hollandale one. Okay. I'm Airbnb not partnering too? with him on that one, but I did the loan for him. And, it's going to uh, be Airbnb too? Uh, right now it's rented until the end of December 2020. 
and he wants to see how it goes with us down on this, this one. Yeah, we're yeah. only about a couple miles uh, down how it goes with us to then see by the time the leases are up to Airbnb, which I know it'll be a cash cow. And his mm-hmm. was turnkey. He bought the property. When we say turnkey, it means it's ready to go. It had tenants in there. It's already cash flowing. And they already did the full renovation. So he doesn't even need to do anything in that property. It's already cash flowing. He sold a multifamily up there that he was having problems with in California and had to do a 1031 exchange to avoid paying capital gains taxes to Uncle Sam. Was this on-market property, MLS property, or was it off-market? Yeah, man. So people property? think that you can't yep. find good deals on the market, but for cash flow, turnkey, you know, multifamily, you could still potentially find deals. Can. And we should do a show on that soon. Because, well, we'll talk about yeah. that, actually, that specific deal, but we'll tease that. Pay yeah. attention to the show, but... The city popped me demoing while I was in Colombia. My brother stayed for a few more weeks before he came and met me up there. And this is my first, my brother's real first full-fledged renovation. He remodeled some stuff inside his house. Mm-hmm. But this is like <laughs> this is totally different. the Godzilla <laughs> for him. Because Kevin's in Colombia. <laughs> I'm in Colombia, right? And, you know, you learn on every reno. So I'm not the flip king whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning on this rental just as much as he is. And my contractors is learning on this rental just as much because every city also is different. Mm-hmm. So when you start dealing with the city, the city of Miami is different than the city mm-hmm. of Hollywood. The city of Hollywood is different than the city of Fort Lauderdale. So as you start to get to know how strict you are they, the processes, the processes how, yeah. how fast. So just anyways, gonna... yeah, they popped me. Bottom line, they saw me. And they popped you because, you know, just so people know, your plan is, and this is, you know, just good knowledge, is to go in there and get as much done inside as you can, you know, and don't have anything outside for them to see. We wanted to clean it up and get things nice and and safe and clean and in order so that by the time we brought them in for the big things, like the the electrical on the outside and things like that, it'd be a smooth process, not have them come into the nightmare that I bought it at, which I knew I was buying it at, you know, it was a chop shop mm-hmm. in there. The guy was MacGyver, you know, every little thing. Electrical was a nightmare. I mean, this guy turned and You were talking before about the importance of like, you know, cleaning up your job site and then having it look like that. Yeah. Because- so thank God I met with the city yesterday and that's what we did. We spent two days cleaning up the whole job site because um, we... T- and listen to this guy. This is the key right here about dealing with the city, any kind of inspector. Yeah. I want the guy to come in and feel like we're dealing with guys that are safe, that know what they're doing visually. Mm-hmm. Because when he comes in, psychologically, I'm still telling him, hey, brother, what you guide me here. Mm-hmm. I'm not Mr. Know-it-all. What do you want? You're How do you want it? You need his help. I need, hey, just tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. Let's make life easy here. I'm a little lost, you know, <laughs> yeah, help yeah. me out. I brought you my brought, yeah, you sister-in-law brought you. my niece, <laughs> my little four-year-old niece watching Paw Patrol on YouTube. <laughs> like, you know, hey. Make them feel like you need them, you know. Yeah. You need, I need you. Guide we're we're me. partners in this. Like, you help me do what I need to do to help you. Guide me. I'm going to be nice and easy. So if he would have came in and I would have had it looking like I had it two weeks ago when we were still ripping up the and you know, they had a pole pimp 
jacuzzi out there with a toilet next to it. Like, I don't know who jumps out of a jacuzzi in the backyard to the toilet with no roof. There wasn't a bathroom. No, it was like a toilet next to the jacuzzi. This was outside of the, outside of the building or in the shed It was like one of the these 1970 jacuzzis. No, outside in the backyard. Like, <laughs> like complete out in the open with like no privacy if you decide to use the toilet right next to the jacuzzi. And it's just, so we knocked all that stuff down yeah. like it was old that's and so, grungy. That's not legal. <laughs> and if I would have left everything and ladders and hammers and and paint buckets and wires hanging out and like all the trash and everything out there, like I would have walked in just naturally, subconsciously chaos. Mm-hmm. And just like these guys are a nightmare and look at this mess and this place is a dump. Instead, he came in. There's not anything in sight the floors are absolutely clean we primed the walls to get rid of all the nasty cuddlers mm-hmm. and everything that was in there I mean obviously the house is far from being done we still need to put tile and a bunch of things but it was the cleanest job site all the wiring was put back where it needs to put back taped caps the whole thing so that he sees we're being safe we're being, being clean we're being professional yep. And then I'm not approaching the meeting as I've done this before. I know it all, you know. No, it's like, hey, brother, what's up? Help me out here. Guide, I'm not really too familiar here. Mm -hmm. You're the expert and I'm going to do what you say. Walk me through here as I hold my four-year-old niece on my arm. Just just a little extra. A little extra sweeter on the top. Exactly. (laughs) So um, we're now having to pick uh, the right engineer team that we've worked with in the past before or a couple of them that have been wanting to work with us that we've been deciding to try at this point time is money so I gotta submit plans based off what he told me the guy's hooking it up so when you're talking about the engineering plans it's kind of breaking down the city says you had to submit engineering plans yeah because the garage got turned into a room it's not legal so in order for me to legalize it there's a one of the rooms has a bathroom that also wasn't legal. In order for me to legalize it, I need to have plans drawn up mm-hmm. and submit so that they see. And these are all right. costs. I mean, the main thing that you get is you get the time, the time um, delay, and there's extra cost involved. I mean, yeah, because I would have been done with in, this project if I didn't have to do anything mm-hmm. with the. And city. those engineers aren't inexpensive. You know, we have to get one of them to come in and give anywhere you between. This is gonna run me for the plans depending on speed because I may have to. Pay the express pass, of course, because yeah. Right, for example, one of my guys that I've worked with on the other property that have twenty eight hundred dollars for the plans, but he's going to take four weeks. Mm. That's four weeks of nothing Nothing. going on. Job stop. I mean, I could get in there and do small little things, but at the end of the day, I'm stuck. So I rather pay thirty eight hundred and get it done in a week. And just add another thousand dollars to the to the line items to the mm. expenses. So I'm meeting with another one tomorrow that I haven't worked with him yet, but he's related to one of my people and has a lot of expertise, and he might be able to do it faster. So at this point, I'm maybe willing to give him a try for the sake of speed, then go with the guy that I use already mm-hmm. because I can't wait around four weeks. Um, and that's kind of the name of the game. And I'm going to have to submit to get the bathroom legalized, to get that garage legalized back to a room and, uh, electrical and plumbing all needs to get checked out. Then on top of that, we discovered foundation issues, which that one right there is going to be 
because anything with foundation issues is yeah <laughs> all day long. <laughs> Bruh, and that's Rack not money in the bank. That's money coming out the bank right yeah, there. Definitely. So I don't even want to look at that yet. Lose sleep <laughs> over that one, but. Even though this may sound like I'm going through some craziness, this property is going to cash flow so good. Yeah, when it's all said and done. That all I did was maybe I don't get all my return on investment back in the first two years like I thought I would. Maybe it takes now four. Mm -hmm. Maybe I doubled it depending on how bad this foundation problem is going to be. But this is a long-term play. I'm not going to lose on this. No. I'm just... Basically pushing everything back. Yeah. More time, a little bit more headache, maybe a gray hair or two. Mm-hmm. But is it a loss? No, it's, it's not. It's not a loss. And that's the thing, though. I mean, because you're you're holding on to this as a rental property, right? This was a flip property. Oh, I'd be stuck like Chuck, bro. Exactly. That's Now, <laughs> at the same time, if I was gambling on this property and using every dime that I had, and then another $30,000 pops Comes up. up. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, just plans and then submitting for permits and everything. I'm going to probably be just in engineering plans and permits, five grand. Mm-hmm. Plus before, the time it takes. Before the work and the time. Before for the, the work. Yeah. And the, the payments that you're, you know, that you're doing. So if now, I was running sure. a tight budget, at, let's say 60. Now just the paperwork and permits, five. Now I'm at 65. Plus them coming a check and then changing this and that and whatnot. Like, and now that with foundation showed, issues popping up, yeah. I'm not even going to say a number because I don't want to put the bad juju out in that <laughs> in that world of trying to say it's high. Hopefully, it'll be the smoothest foundation, cheapest foundation, <laughs> easiest foundation issue in the world. But to make a long story short, like I said, thank God that I wasn't rolling the dice. Yeah. And, yep. and it's tough for me to say that because there's a lot of people here that need to Take that take jump. Yeah, take a take jump, that take a leap risk. of faith. But it's got to be calculated, man. You could take that on a deal. Like if you're not sure and it looks too risky, here's what I will tell you. I tried a new inspection company because my contractor was out of town. Mm-hmm. So I said, this guy's been trying to get in good with me. Let me give him a chance. And no matter what, I'm going to do whatever it takes on this property. So I'll take the risk. Mm -hmm. He popped his head into the crawl space, but he didn't get into the crawl space. My contractor would have 1,000% gotten into the crawl space. That's how that got overlooked. That's why I got overlooked because he popped in, you know, halfway in and looked and said, no, I see everything. Everything Now, this is a very key point too because I'll tell people all the time, forget inspection company, right? Have your contractor go over there and tell you because that's what they do. Right, I'm not talking bad about inspection companies, but a lot of them will just look, you know, look surface level, da da da, and they'll they'll mark you for all the little outlet covers and stuff throughout. But if they don't go underneath that basement to see, yeah, you, you know, do. You'll need an inspection, a four point inspection report once you're ready to turn this into regular homeowners insurance to get all the discounts because that's what they use to definitely. be able to get the discounts. But at time of renovation, get your contractor in there and get a contractor that will go into the attic, Mm -hmm. that will go onto the roof, that will go into a crawl space, run a plumbing inspection, that will run a camera through the plumbing just to make sure that there's no leaks or whatnot. Like, spend the money on that. I learned that the hard way too, man. I had a foundation issues, man. I had a house that we flipped in Michigan a while ago and we were done. 
Like the house was done. Kitchen, everything was done. Inspector tagged us at the end, at the end of the job. <laughs> right? And I'm thinking, like, okay, we're cool. He says the um, back foundation wall has a bow in it. We have to knock the whole wall out, rebuild the whole wall. Mm. You know, after everything's done already. I mean, this house is about to go on the market. <laughs> and he came by and did that because somebody had left a bunch of stuff outside. Mm. A simple job. Just don't leave anything outside. We're, we're, we're done. We're good. We're selling the house, you know? We had an inspection in the house. The inspection never mentioned anything about the bowling wall. The inspector from the city came by, saw that, marked it up, had to knock it out, rebuild the whole foundation wall. This is on a flip property. You know, How thankfully we lose? bought it. I, it cost me about 4500 bucks to do that, you know. But thankfully we had enough built in. We bought it, right? That's the key. Buy these deals right. You know, right now is not the time to be buying them tight where we still made a profit. But we we lost five grand, you know, right. in profit. Yeah, yeah. No, I would lose my shirt if this thing was a flip. <laughs> Straight up. Like, I wouldn't That's be able to flip yeah. it. You wouldn't be able to flip it, no. I That's why I, I always say, if you're going to flip a property... um, for instance, the example, the, the property in here is the loose property that, you know, you finance for me that had the fire. We, we bought that hoping to flip that. And that's been an issue where we've had a longer time frame because of inspections and stuff like that and stuff that's popped up. But when I bought that, it was like, I can flip it. But if I can't flip it, I know I can turn this into a rental or a sort of financing deal. Right. Right. And I tell Always people, like, if you think you're going to do it in three, do your numbers at six. Always. I mean, I got another renovation right now that we had done a show on that I'm flipping actually to one of my team members. And we're we're the in-house team, like the contractor, everything. We're in-house. And that thing has taken five months longer than expected because dealing with the city. They haven't been busting our chops on the work, mm -hmm. but they've been busting our chops on the paperwork. And signing off. To and taking long and signing off and this and that. And that's another thing. Like, you never know, depending on which city you're dealing with, some of them bust your chops on the work, mm -hmm. which is why when they come, you got to have that thing pretty and safe. Others will take long on the paperwork side and that will kill your numbers if you're gambling that everything's going to go well. So I'm living city life right now, my friend. City <laughs> life. And until I get the cities off my backs, it's going to be interesting, man. It will be. Luckily, we it bought that be. one right, and it's it right. Yep. a team member, so we're good on that yep. end. But but these are what happens, man. I mean, believe me, if you're doing real estate, you're gonna run into you know these types of. I wouldn't even call them issues. This is just part of the business, right? right? And like, it shouldn't scare you. No, no, it no. just prepare. Yeah, like there's a fine balance between taking a risk and making a jump to make moves. And then taking a risk on a property you shouldn't take a risk on. Like, no, 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 for sure I'll sell this in 30 days and for sure I'll renovate this in three weeks. So I got enough money to cover three months. So it's got to get sold. Uh, you better find a partner. <laughs> yep. Bring somebody on. Find a bring partner for plan on. B. If, yep. I, if, if it doesn't go well like this, I'll bring you on. You come in a month three, put in this amount of money or cover the X mm -hmm. amount of expenses. And this is your percentage. Are you game for it? Put money in escrow, yes or no, whatever the terms and conditions are. But I have a backup plan. You got to. Contingencies and backup plans all the time because yeah, sure. things are going to happen. For sure. <laughs> they are. But that's, uh, the so, I mean, that's the latest update on that, you know, but you're taking like a champ, took that left yeah, hook. Yeah. We're going to make money. We're going to make money. <laughs> In the long run, we're going to learn city of Hollywood. And my brother's going to get that, this experience. And the, the way you're handling the inspector, like you're going to be able to walk in that room next time professionally, like, hey, you know, this, they've dealt with you before. So that does help you out. You know? the, the, 
Luckily, we got blessed with a cool dude who's working with us, and he was nice, and he guided us to what we needed to do, and he told me what we didn't need to worry about, and now my boys need to put it exactly the way mm-hmm. he says, and and we'll be. One out of my there. team members in Harrisburg was in was in the the Coles department today, um, doing some stuff for us. You know, and he he just talks to him. Going there, there's, there's a little lady in the front. He just talks to her like, hey, you know. Investors are dealing with this out here. We feel like you guys are doing this to us. You know, he had an open conversation with her. She's like, well, no one comes in here and talks to us about, you know, how they feel and just have dialogue. Don't, don't, I think a lot of investors are afraid to go talk to them, but they just want to be loved. <laughs> everybody, you know, right now, everybody wants to be loved. You know, go in there, show a little love, communicate with them, see how they operate and their processes are yeah. instead of just trying to shy away from it. You know? And if you feel that they're a dick, you got to, Play that smart and just basically keep it short, keep it sweet. Yes, sir. No problem. Don't let your emotions and don't get heated and don't start wins. being snappy with yeah. them and don't fight fire with fire. Yeah, exactly. Just, yes, sir. Okay. Hey, I apologize. All right. Won't happen again. You know, sometimes you got to be humble and you got to, this, this is not a, a pissing contest. Mm. This is a get the end result. Because you have to work with them. You have yeah. to. Like, you, no way around like, it. You can't get around it. You got it. your money involved there. Like, be smart. Mm-hmm. Play for the bigger picture, but... Definitely. So we'll keep you guys posted. You know, like I said, we talk about deals in here, but we also want to give you updates because there's a lot of things going on where you don't want to just say, hey, we got this home run deal and you think it's done. No, these deals mm-hmm. take work and, you know, we're out here just trying to build our portfolios any way we can. So... Amen. It's good. <clears throat> All right, guys. You know what to do. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, thank you once again for listening to Shut Up and Invest. If you guys are motivated at the thought of continuing your real estate journey with us, then visit shutupandinvest.com. There you can join the community and take advantage of more free resources. And don't forget, please like, comment, and subscribe to this podcast so you're first to hear our new content every week. Most importantly, get active and don't forget to shut up and invest. <laughs>